Hey, what's going on, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Cannabis Connoisseur Podcast. My name is Jack Stone, and I'm sitting here with my, well, I'm Zooming here with my co-host, Ryan Chavez. What is going on, Ryan? Hello, 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 Cannabis Connoisseurs. How are we out there? We have an awesome, awesome, awesome episode. End of summer episode, I would say, for you all today. Uh, Absolutely, Jack. We had a cool show today um, on tapping into the creativity uh, different parts of it as well. And, and, and I think this is going to be um, amazing with the content we're going to be able to cover today. And the reason behind that is because we have a really cool guest um, that has a lot of background in this and has a really cool product that we're going to go over also uh, with this also. And, and so a little bit about our guest, I, I want to talk about him. Uh, has over 20 years in the, the marketing communication space, advisory space, working with major brands such as uh, MySpace, Wattpad, MedMen, in the cannabis world, uh, Lowell and Herb. And now uh, we have uh, a brand new uh, company that we're working with, Pilgrim Soul. And Pilgrim Soul, uh, you may ask, what is it? It's here to positively impact your creative part of your life and every aspect of it. And with us to talk about that today is our very special guest, Sean Gold. Uh, Sean, I want to thank you for, for coming on the show. Thank you so much for being with us. So excited to be here. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. Now, Sean, I know um, you have you have a really interesting background, and um, you know, really, you sent me the the Pilgrim Soul uh, journal here, and we're definitely going to go over this. Oh, you, I have the the virtual background here; it's hard to see, but um, I don't think Jack does. But Sean, I'd love for you, if you don't mind, just giving us a little background, like on yourself, um, your journey through you know your past, but then also how you came to the place today, where now what you're doing is pairing cannabis with expanding our creative mindset and kind of how all that works just as an introduction if you don't mind sure love to, love to talk about myself this is like <laughs> your thing um much harder to listen uh, <laughs> so yeah so my career has been in doing you know you know i i'm probably like a lot of people out there who had trouble paying attention in school you know it was like a smart guy but a c student and couldn't really, you know, a little slightly dyslexic. And, you know, I, I kind of found my groove. Uh, I, I learned from you know, really listening instead of reading. And I found my groove sort of when the internet started to first happen. And I, I was like, wow, I, you know, this, I, I, I need to be part of this. So mm-hmm. I, um, I uh, started a, this website called word.com with some other people which was one of the first online only zines and we scaled that and then got into one of the first online uh, advertising agencies called rare medium. And that eventually led to um, launching a bunch of blogs like really early in the blog space Mm -hmm. on Engadget, autoblog joystick, and then went on to MySpace and figured that out early in social media. So my career has been like doing things that haven't been done before. And, it's that sort of not paying attention aspect of things and that ADD type of focus that has spurned creativity and allowed me to imagine things, you know, to create a career and really imagining things that haven't been done. So leading us to this moment, the the Pilgrim Soul Creative Thinking Journal and Pilgrim Soul as a company to enhance creativity in general is really about sort of those, you know, changing the way you think about thinking using a lot of the mechanisms that I have in my career to create these things, empathy and uh, pattern recognition and 
imagination, you know, all these different things that have sort of, you can learn about these things and they can be super tedious also at the mm -hmm. same time. So part of the whole idea was like, how can I teach people about creativity, but also make it kind of funny and interesting. And, and I use cannabis for creativity for years and years and years. And I get a, a <laughs> process I go through and not, like, you're not alone. Not alone. No, no, I know. Yeah, and you I'll, mentioned that in the journal and I think page four or something like that. It's yeah. yeah not alone. A, a lot of big minds there. Mm -hmm. Yeah. From Shakespeare to Aaron Sorkin, there's a yeah. bunch of using cannabis for creativity. So, okay, so led me to this moment where I created this journal meant to be used while you're high. I mean, really in flow state, cannabis is a great, you know, efficient way to get there. But, uh, you, you know, some people, you can try yoga, forest bathing, space travel, whatever gets you where you need to go. Absolutely. And, and that's, that's what I noticed. Um, so you recommend, and I'm just, so, so really your journal and, and just, it's, uh, you recommend getting high beforehand. And, and is there, I'm just, is there a certain like dosage that I know that you went over like a, a recommended minimum dosage and a maximum dosage, but like, is that, I'm sure that just, if you're talking to like a group of people for the first time, do you have like a standard that you typically go with, or is it just like super, super low, one milligram, half a milligram of THC. Yeah, I mean, um, it's really, that's all depend on, depending on your own biochemistry. Yeah. That, you know, people who smoke often kind of know what it's about. Uh, the instructions are more for people who are just experimenting with cannabis. And the, you know, the general direction would be, you know, you can always do more, you can't do less, to, to go slow, see what, you know, how it affects you. Um, yeah. A lot of the research around cannabis and creativity shows that, you know, lower dosage enhances creativity. It's about, again, it's about enhancing the experience, not being the experience. Mm -hmm. So, you know, sometimes I'll smoke and get way higher than I actually want to be. And it'll take me about, you know, half an hour to catch the wave and just control <laughs> myself, do some breathing, drink yeah. some water. Um, but for a lot of people, people who are inexperienced smoking, that can kind of freak them out and send them entirely in the wrong direction. So yeah. better to go low and slow and then find your dosage. Yeah. And, and the thing is, what I find too, is if you don't do that, and if you go really high, and if you're, if you're just, you're blasting yourself, and if you're not experienced, you cannot get into flow because you're just thinking about how high you are the whole time, right? And so, so part of getting in the flow is like losing yourself, right? And just like getting caught up in the moment and not thinking about anything except for what's exactly happening at that moment. And, and cannabis um, is the one plant that, or anything really that I've used supplement that has really aided me in being able to get into flow, whether it's creatively, uh, which I, I, I'm going to use, you know, the hell out of this thing. I, cause it's, it's you know, definitely a great way for me to tap into that, but also, you know, getting into flow for like, if I'm working out, if I'm just doing work in the business world, right. Um, getting into flow when I'm being with my kids, because, uh, you know, what I'm finding is that like, if I'm with my kids and I'm not with them and I'm thinking about other things out of flow like all over the place and I don't have a good relationship with my kids my kids start yelling at me right so um I think being able to tap into flow and also with that when you're in the flow it seems you know a lot of what you allude to here and opening up your creativity with that to aid you with whatever it is that you're working on in that moment is just what is going to bring gold to that situation at the end of the day it seems yeah, um yeah. like to, to, to define flow for some of the people out there listening it's really just the feeling of immersion com complete immersion in within an activity yeah like where that moment where nothing else matters you lose track of time there's no ego you know you're kind of one with the activity 
it's like for an easy thing to relate to, like if you're, sometimes you drive somewhere and you end up there and you're like, I don't remember driving here. That's right. And it's like, we're in this flow state where you're sort of automated through the process. Obviously musicians get it, you know, um, there's so many different ways to athletes, you know, when they're in the zone, that's flow yep. state. So, exactly you see uh you know some it's just funny that's exactly in the zone i think athletes is a great way to kind of summarize that you see a lot of these guys like i just remember some of these athletes like coming off the bench jr smith the great six man he gets out there he's just hot you can't stop him and then the next game he does the same thing and nothing <laughs> right so a lot of them are like that but you're in flow you're out of flow um the best stay in flow right and and i that's why i love cannabis because it helps me it aids me in keeping myself in flow when i'm working on what i'm trying to do um in an easier way you know um, and, and you mentioned, uh, you mentioned the ego and I think that's really interesting, um, with when you're talking about like ego and creativity and cannabis and all that stuff. Um, you know, I, I, what are your thoughts on the ego and, and how that affects your creativity and, and, you know, when you're aging and, and maybe yeah. it seems like kids don't have that. And, and so they just, they open up. So, yeah, well, I mean, there's a, you know, Brilliant creative work requires like a willingness to take risks, to experiment, to, to go into like unproven territory and pursue new ideas. You know, when you have an inflated ego, like you're, you, you can't be wrong, mm-hmm. you're flexible, you, know, you don't want to go out of your comfort zone. And yeah. so that's, that's one of the killers of creativity for sure. And kids, you know, kids just don't have that. Kids are like born this creative being, you know, they, they they play with a plant they spill it over and they feel the leaves and they feel the soil and everything is a new exciting creative discovery experience and you know we lose that we you know we teach kids that mistakes are bad and very often mistakes are the creativity you know yeah you know we we defund school you know we i think we talked about this previously but the number one ted talk is by this guy, Sir Kenneth Robinson, about how we, how schools have killed creativity and we desperately need to bring it back. Mm-hmm. Like, you yeah. know, adults, there's, there's you know, a bunch of different things that adults do that kill you know, creativity. It's limiting you know, judgment. Um, they're you know, taking risks. Default thinking is another huge killer of creativity. You know, we we get stuck in our heads. Like we know the answer. We've already, you know, we've kind of already processed that and been through that. We don't need to think about that again. We know the answer. So, so we lose all creativity around rethinking that issue. It's just, you know, it's it's like, it reminds me when, uh, you know, it's, I guess a slight creativity, creative example, but like when people said at one point you, you couldn't run the mile under four minutes or something like that. And like everyone just set that as their default mindset, like can't run the mile under four minutes. So they never did it. And then like you would die and explode. But then like people, someone just kind of stepped out of the box and you're like, I'm going to do this. I'm going to try it. I'm going to do this. I'm going to figure out how to do it. And they expand it. And then boom, like you just open up like a new frontier. So it seems like when you have like, you know, when you have like these blocks, um, you know, it, 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 the creativity is, is it, it helps us move from one part of where we're trying to, where we are in society to the next. And so it's, it's super important that as a child, I, I think we, we throw on these like layers, you know, of ego and, and you just lose a lot of your natural ability. I think that you were given when you were born because of that, it seems. Yeah. Um, like we, you know, when a, when a teacher says to the first grade class, how many kids are artists, every single kid puts their hand up in the, in the air. 
by the time you get to the sixth grade, you know, you ask the same question as no artist left in the school, you know, and they didn't transfer out to another school. <laughs> yeah. 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 Well, kids, oh. kids just, I was thinking about this, this uh, story someone was telling me the other day about, like, there was a grandfather talking to his five-year-old grandson saying, you know, I wish I could be a kid again. And the kid said, well, then don't eat your vegetables, grandpa. <laughs> you know, riffing on, you know, you won't grow, if you don't eat, you know, you won't grow up if you don't eat your vegetables. <laughs> awesome. Looking at, That's that, there was another time that I walked into my, you know, my kid was about the same age and I walked into his room and he said, you know, instead of saying, turn on the light, he said, daddy, turn off the dark. And I was like, whoa, dude. <laughs> my mind right now that is a mind-blowing moment right turn off the dark uh, that's like i feel like that's gonna that's like an album cover like title yeah. <laughs> yeah pink floyd turn off the dark yeah turn off the dark someone's gonna take this now after we came out with it. that's amazing yeah i yeah i i same thing with mine like they just some of the things like you see them you know like they'll they'll take like they'll take their toys and like my kid just assumes that cars fly because he always just flies with them, right? And and I could sit there and tell him cars don't fly, but maybe someday they will, you know? And maybe he'll be the one that invents them and he has a you know? So it's like keeping their their creative, you know, mindset open is is really important. It's, yeah. Um, yeah. Sometimes sure. it goes south though. Like my kid, you know, uh, my kid found a snake in the yard and killed it with a shovel and we didn't have cable for a week. <laughs> yeah, really? Yeah. <laughs> 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 so, so, uh, <laughs> yeah, 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 there you go. Yeah. Um no, it's 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 uh I, I think I think the topic of kids and creativity and ego is so interesting because I, I think that one thing I learned um when I had kids and I, I say this a lot is I learned so much with my kids, uh just from what they were able to teach me with just like basic patience and the ability to connect with somebody just based on dropping your ego like like I couldn't put my kid to sleep and let and he wouldn't quiet down unless um I was able to just be completely focused on him and not on what was going to happen tomorrow at work or what happened already before and so it's just it was amazing how that works and how communication improves because of that right so part of creativity and and how and how cannabis enhances creativity is you know with hyper focus being totally zoned in Mm -hmm. Again, pattern recognition, making connections, nonlinear connections that you just wouldn't put together. Um, empathy. Mm-hmm. Like, so when you're talking about your kids, like you're, you know, and I don't, you know, obviously I'm not a part of children getting high whatsoever, but get, <laughs> as parents getting high, if it helps you empathize with your kid, get down to their level, focus yes. on them, feel what they're about, get past, you know, past all your anxieties and rationalizations that you're dealing with from the day then it is an amazing creative productive useful experience if it makes you a better parent right (laughs) right that's and that's yeah that's what i found i found that's exactly what it allowed me to do a lot of the times was like get on their level like you say and play with them and and be creative like them and play their toys like them and 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 also just um 
be more empathetic when like when they're upset about something you know like just because it's not what i want like i i that th- that's their world i got my world i got to be okay with that you know and 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 just be with them and so a lot of times you know kids are crying they're upset about ah don't cry don't do that right and it's a different way when you're you know using cannabis you you just have a that better ability i would say just like you said to empathize so super interesting stuff um definitely and and so i wanted to ask you also um the kids for sure uh very important but you know can you shift also like to the business mind also like getting into adult world as well and and i know we talked about cannabis we didn't talk about you talked about it in the journal uh if you can just go in that maybe a little bit also just the the different parts of the brain and how that works right left right brain left brain yeah yeah Yeah. so you know the the way cannabis kind of scientifically works and there's not you know there's a bu- there's been a, a bunch of studies, obviously nothing sanctioned in the U.S. because cannabis has been illegal. But the general, you know, overall science, the gist of it is that it's, you know, cannabis, there's two things that are happening. It's stimulating uh, blood flow in the brain's frontal lobe and allowing kind of neurons to fire in a more un- uninhibited way. So, um, you know, if the frontal lobe is sort of the base for divergent thinking and out-of-the-box thinking, and cannabis sort of stimulates that, and, which is great. And the, but what's really important and what works in tandem is um, the region of the brain called the dorso, dorsolateral cortex, is what, which is connected with planning and ambition and self-censorship. And cannabis represses that part of the brain at the same time. Mm-hmm. So it, sort of, it, it represses judgment while you're also kind of firing on creativity those two things together really would kind of help, you know, while people use cannabis for creativity and that experience. Yeah. Cause you just don't care. Like when, <laughs> like as much, I should say, like sometimes when you're really high, you, you like I say, you get paranoid and you care more, but like otherwise, like, like the simple, the little things that would bother you about like judgments or about like, you know, just little irritations typically um, when you're using cannabis, just don't bother you as much. And so it allows you to just focus your energy on not what you don't want, but what more on what you do want and, and better stuff happens. I would imagine because of that. Yeah. I've been in discussions where people are like, you know, cannabis doesn't make you more creative. It just makes you think you're more creative. Aha. I got you. <laughs> what? Like I've heard this. I love to hear your answer. Actually. Yeah. Dude, like what is the difference? If you think you're more creative, you're more creative. Can you know, cannabis doesn't mean that all your ideas are going to be great one. But, you know, that's not the point. Creativity right. is to create. It, having one great idea out of 10 is better than having no ideas or several highly inhibited ideas. It's really about letting go. And, you know, one thing I, I, I need to emphasize is you probably shouldn't, you know, text your boss about your amazing idea you had about the business while you're high. You, you know, <laughs> go home, verify and then text. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, because you have a pro. Maybe I don't know if you want to talk about that. Yeah, I was reading that too. Super interesting. Uh, that process there we were talking about, and that's kind of what you're alluding to. Yeah. So you'd want to really ruminate on the situation, or like like whatever the process is, right? Like you really want to sit there and, and dig in on the problem that you're facing, and then um, you know, then you would just kind of uh, you know let loose and walk away from it. But you're saying this is when things start bubbling up, right? This is kind of what happens during that process, and then from there. Um, you know, you can verify your result. Yeah. So yeah, the, there's like a, this guy, George Graham Wallace uh, in the 1926 wrote kind of the definitive book on the creative process, which we, mm-hmm. 
we reference, you know, yeah. through the decades. And a book's called uh, The Art of Thought. And he defines the four stages of the creative process as preparation, incubation, illumination, and verification. Preparation is where you kind of study up on the subject. So, you know, if you're a, let's say, an interior designer, you know, all your references and architectural information and everything you've learned is sort of the preparation process. And then the incubation process is like the germination period where you kind of step away and daydream and think about it and, you know, try to make those connections. And then there's the illumination period, which is sort of the, the flash or what we kind of call the aha moment where that connection happens. And then, you know, there, there's the verification place period, which we were saying, like, was that a good idea? Or was I just stoned? So <laughs> cannabis works great in the incubation and illumination period. You know, I don't use it for the preparation period. I'm, I can't really read and take in a lot of information when I'm high. And I, mm-hmm. I definitely don't want to verify my ideas when I'm high. So incubation and illumination is really kind of ruminate on the idea. And then definitely a lot of, you know, that's when the epiphanies happen too. And they happen in the shower. They happen, you know. Shower. The showers, every, for me, I don't know what it is about the shower, but like that's always where like things will pop up for me. Um, it's just, it's got to be that. It's just got to be because I'm more relaxed, you know, the hot water and all that stuff, I would imagine. Sometimes I like, I like to say, I get my best showering ideas in business meetings. Yeah. <laughs> flip that on its head a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's, that's just what you're, didn't your son do that? You turn, turn the dark yeah. off or turn on the dark or something like that? Turn the dark, yeah. So the, that's the, and that's what you'll find in the you know the program Soul Creative Thinking Journal. It's like yeah. so many exercises. They're they're kind of fun to do and fun to to do with somebody else. Yeah, uh, but they're they're also they're meant to help you see things and both see yourself and situations and people and culture from a different perspective. And yeah. that you know that helps with empathy and, and making these connections and all the things we've been talking about. And, and that's that's what I love about what you did in the journal is that um, first of all the exercises are are so entertaining. <laughs> like yeah. I, I'm not a, I don't journal actually, but I was like going through this and um, just like really excited to to like go through the the process with all of those and then read why after you know you have an example you go through it and then after it tells you why you explain why it's important and how it applies to real life and then you go through the exercise. Um, so, you know, the exercises are a lot of fun. And what I found was that in the beginning for some of them, like I, I started in the beginning and then I went through a few of the others in the different chapters. Um, mm-hmm. I found that, uh, I was a little stumped. And then when I, when I just like would, after like the first or second, uh, like the second example, I would just let go. And, and it just like, and probably when the high started to kick in <laughs> a little bit more too, cause it was the creeper high when I was using. And, uh, <laughs> and, and so, uh, once that started happening, I mean, I was just like flowing for like the rest of that exercise. I went to a few other exercises before I knew it, I was an hour and a half into it. And that was like the first night I was doing it. Yeah. I just like got into it and then I was like coloring in it and I was like, oh, I gotta do this too. That's cause you have a lot of cool pages you can color also. Um, yeah, it was a lot of fun. The, the way you have it structured, it keeps it very engaging and it's short. It's not like you're doing this for, you know, pages on it. Talking to this guy, this artist, Hugo Nones, who did the first cover of the journal, the one you have, mm-hmm. and he's been doing it with his girlfriend. And he was, he, there's an exercise in there called word links, which we talked about. And it's, um, 
it's got uh, you, you have to make a connection between two no, two non-connected words like mm-hmm. senator and duck, and yeah. you have, you have to make a connection with four to five words in between to create the link. Yeah, and he was saying it was hilarious to for both of them because they 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 were like, how the hell did you make the connection? Yeah, I, I never I I never knew you thought that way. <laughs> That yeah. you took was so ridiculous yeah. so interesting but the cool thing is like you're going through this you're writing it high and then afterwards like you know you can go back when you're sober and verify everything that you've done and you'd be like wow this is gold i can't believe this came out or just like yeah whatever but like i think the main part of it what i found in general is that it's more about just expanding like like getting to know these different parts of creativity that we can tap into that's what i found to be incredibly interesting about these exercises is that mm-hmm. this is applicable ways to expand your creativity i mean we can play the guitar you know we can play harmonicas i do all that and like you can act you can you know but um but like to actually like i don't know th- this is just a, a great way like especially during a pandemic when you can't go out and do like creative things and it's just um it's just really engaging at the same time. And and what I also like is that you have the four different parts of being a creative. Uh, being a creative is, is not just the one, you know, piece. There's a lot of different parts of being creative. And I've experienced that myself, but you laid out really nicely in the journal. So, yeah. I so there's, yeah, there's four different types of creativity or four different ways to tap into your own creativity. Mm-hmm. One, and, and there, there are four different, journal, four different aspects of the journal. One is um, creative imagination, which is kind of like divergent thinking, you know, silly, no, no holds barred kind of thinking. There's a section, there's a exercise in there called creative lying, where you're just making stuff up or, ah. or um, horrible poems where you like, you I just, did that one. That's what I did. I love that. great <laughs> one. Cause like it just, free, that's, you, everyone should do that one first. Cause it just yeah. frees you from judgment. You're specifically yeah. trying to make a bad poem. Yep. Like yep. get you where, where you need to be. And then there's, so there's creative imagination, creative focus, which is kind of balancing logic and uh, creativity, where you have kind of a purpose and, you know, problem solving as part of this. Mm-hmm. In there, there's one of my favorites is um, uh, losing speech. And, you know, the, the example is you're the, you're, you're, co- you're, you're a kid's peewee basketball coach. <laughs> you're up 10 points at the half, but you bet heavily against them. You know, you need to come up, come up with a speech to convince your kids, you know, that winning, you know, losing is actually noble. And, That's right. And then, uh, and then so it's about like manipulation through storytelling. You have to like, empathize with the parents, empathize with the kids and, and come up with storytelling. So that's sort of creative focus. And there's, there's a bunch in there. I think the word length thing is in creative focus too. And yeah. then there's creative awareness which is another way of thinking, which is sort of riffing on the world around you. So an exercise in there might be going to a coffee shop and observing two different people and, you know, like a man and a woman and projecting on them, like, what's their relationship? Why are they here? You know, are they my favorite one? Dominant or something. Like, you know, creating a story all around them and, and riffing on that. And then the last, which is what most journals really are about, I find, is uh, creative reflection. I find most of these creative journals are about questions about yourself and understanding yourself. And that's totally important. Yeah. Um, but it's just one aspect of creativity. And an example in the journal, uh, one of my favorites is write a letter from your 80 year old self to yourself today. It's like, what advice would you give yourself? How was your life after 50? And it can, you know, that kind of sets up like where you see 
your life ending and you know and then it, you sort you kind of in a fun way have to think about how you're going to get there and yeah. what the rules you're up for yourself yeah my, some of the advice i gave to myself was um uh take the stairs every chance you get yep when you're my age this is my 80 year old self talking taking the stairs is a privilege <laughs> you earn it by taking the stairs every day yeah so I take the stairs all the time, every chance I get. Like, yeah. Just... Is that your favorite? Was that your favorite one out of all the exercises? That was, that was my question is which, which exercise is your favorite throughout the book? It's hard to say because it, it's really about the one I need on the day I use it. Um, uh, there's some, there's a, I like the, there's one, um, there's an exercise in there where you have to fill in the bubbles, which is really fun. It's sort of like make this office party more honest. And you have the, all these characters sitting there and you kind of have to fill in the words for them. Like what's really happening here. I have one for dinner party and one for, um, you know, family dinner. And there's, it's about subtext and what people are really thinking, what's going on. That one I kind of love. I like to pass that one around with a group of people and people just <laughs> want to fill in and we create a story with it. Um, it really depends. I also really like this. There's one on snarky comments. Cause I, there's, the internet is like, 50% yeah. snarky comments. Yeah. So leaning into it, I'm like, you know, imagine you live in your mom's basement and spend your days writing snarky comments from your anonymous Instagram account. What kind of negative comments can you say about these commonly loved subjects? So <laughs> the examples are Disney movies and being present and baby animals. Like, yeah. you know, like it just, I'm sure I mean, I can, I've learned to think about pretty snarky comments about all of those and doing these exercises, but. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I'm curious, Sean, like, how did you come up with these categories? Like you have categories, the four of them. Did, is that like, did you, did you come up with these or is that like you collaborate? Uh, well, no, I, I, I kind of, they're really driven out of different kind of creative research. I mean, I read, you know, I've used, I've used, you know, creative research, ideation techniques and mm -hmm. um, creativity techniques and brainstorming techniques for decades. So when I started to write this journal, I kind of started, I went a little deeper. I, I pulled back all these references that I'd used for years and I, I looked for this, some system, you know, some systematic approach to the whole thing and different kinds of research around creativity uh, how cannabis specifically helps creativity, you know, the hyper-focus, pattern recognition, enhanced imagination, empathetic understanding. And I sort of built those chapters based on really how creativity works and specifically how cannabis affects creativity. Because again, you're meant to use this while you're hot. Yeah. You, you can have a great time if you don't smoke cannabis and use it. Uh, it's still a pretty amazing journal if you don't, but if you're a stoner and you use it, it's really ridiculously fun. Yeah. Uh, well, I can attest to that. Uh, I did that. Absolutely. I had a ton of fun. I will do it again tonight and tomorrow night on the weekends. <laughs> I, I really, enjoy, I told my wife, I'm like, this is my new thing. <laughs> like, yeah. Um, yeah, I love it. The rest uh, of the one is going to be, like, I really want to do that one or the one you're in a coffee shop. Me and my girlfriend were talking about it and I'm like, that's got to be like the coolest one. Like we haven't done it yet, but the next time we go out, you just like you were saying, it's like you, you, you build stories for like the people that you like, who are their enemies? Who are their friends? Like, what are they doing? Yeah. Here? What's the deal? And you get all, you can get all like Carmen San Diego about it. Like, <laughs> oh, I can't wait. to. Totally. Do it. 
Yeah, and there's prompts in the book, you know, so that I give you that exercise and then there's questions like that you need to, you know, they're prompts. Like, again, like you just said, who are their enemies? Why are they here? Who's in charge? Yeah. What do they want <laughs> from each other? Yeah, no, it's um, a lot of fun. So, I, I mean, I, I, like I said, I'm definitely going to be doing it tonight. And I would, again, I'll, we'll talk about it at the end of the show, but I want to, rec- I want to recommend everybody getting the journal because yeah. uh, we're all advocates on here to utilizing cannabis. And one thing I want to ask too, just on that. Um, so if you use this while you're high, like this is just something I can see somebody asking. I use this while I'm high. I could be creative while I'm high. Am I able, does that do anything for my creativity when I'm not high? Like, I don't, I don't know if that's even like a question. I can see someone yeah. being like, well, what happens when you're not high? Can you be creative? Right. You know how people will ask that. <laughs> so. I, I, um, well, I, the answer, the answer to that is for sure. It allows you to, t- you know, it's not like you yeah, uh, I think so too. woke up as a different person and you, right. you have amnesia, you know, you, this came out of your brain. You just kind of unlock some things you, yep. you know, you, you know, got over yourself and allowed you, you just to, you know, flow and think about ideas. Yeah. Um, I did read some research a while back that was saying like, um, if you read something or do something high, then it's much easier to recall it when you're high. And that was really scary for me. It was, I was like, shit. <laughs> I don't know. If I've I heard of this. I heard of that before and other drugs that people would use. I think like Ritalin and stuff like studying, like college. Like if you take Ritalin when, if you're on Ritalin studying, and then you try and take a test without using Ritalin. It's like, that's the problem, right? You have to be using Ritalin then also. Like, I, I remember that way back in my college days. So it makes sense. I think that that could possibly be a thing. But I, I will say that I just find that uh, I may not be exactly the same level of creative when I'm high, obviously. But overall, I feel like it does nudge me further into the creative direction. Like I I just get shifted more as a creative, like overall, like I'm not going to be as creative as I'm high probably, or have all these crazy, crazy or like different thoughts coming out. But like, I'm definitely more shifted just because like you said, these thoughts are coming out and being processed. Well, even if it just gives you confidence in your own creativity, yeah, it's going to bleed into every other aspect of your life. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, no, that makes sense. And I wanted to ask, um, we talk on the show a lot about misconceptions uh, with cannabis, right? So I was just curious, um, any like misconceptions like on creativity possibly? That... Oh, tons, like, you know, yeah. creativity. Well, you know, and I have to, I have to, you know, re-educate people on this all the time, but the, um, there's three major ones. One is that um, creativity is about artistic expression. You know, and I, I've been, I was raising money for this business and, and pitching it and people are like, well, you know, I don't know how many artists are there. I'm like, it's not for artists. Like artists are a very small subset of the people I'm working on, you know, with this brand. It's like, it's for, it's for, you know, scientists and engineers and computer programmers. It's for a, a parent trying to help their kids see the world in a new way. It's yeah. for a salesperson trying to come up with a new way to close the sale, you know, mm-hmm. for a doctor trying to, you know, rethink a diagnosis you know it's it's really for anybody who needs to create and innovate and problem solve yeah Um, so that's really what creativity is about it's you know the the graphic designers and the storytellers are a very small part of the creative universe totally Uh, that's one and then then the other is like only as well this kind of ties into that that only a small amount of people are creative you know people tend to look at the big ideas as the creative 
Yeah. You know, the invention of the paperclip. Like, that guy was creative. <laughs> yeah. you know? But anytime you use a paperclip in a creative way, that's creativity. Yeah, yeah. So it's, it's really, it's, it's, uh, it's, there's lots of people that are creative and, and creativity is applied in so many different ways. Yeah. And then the last thing we also kind of shed light on too is that crea- creativity comes in a flash of insight. That aha moment, the epiphany. Um, it does come in those moments, but that's just a small part of creativity. Again, there's like the preparation oh. and incubation. You know, like that, that could be, you know, 95% of it right there. You know, a life of learning and inputs and conversations um, that allows you to have the data, you know, the database in your mind to put ideas together, to be creative, to have that flash moment. And then of course we need the verification again. Or Yeah. And, 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 and I, I just curious on that too, like right brain versus left brain. There's a part of that also I saw about uh, one thing we often hear about is, you know, scientists are one-sided and, and, and uh, like a artist is another sided, right. Left to right brain. Um, it, when after going through that process I was looking at that you had there, you know, I started thinking about it. I think everybody is left and right brained, right? Like, because <laughs> if you're a scientist, you're coming up with these amazing ideas just because you're not a creative, like you said, like you're still needing to break through, like in the traditional sense, you're still needing to break through creativity to figure out what that breakthrough in science is going to be that you're working on. And, and so it requires all those different aspects, it seems, no matter what your, your profession is to, to have creativity to kind of move you forward. So, yeah, so I, I want to address that right brain, left brain thing for a second because the um, it's because I, I see some comments on my Facebook page where people are saying that's that's been debunked, and I have it in the book and show right, right brain, left brain has been a sort of a metaphor for different areas of the brain and creative thinking and more linear thinking for you know, since like the Greeks. Um, but there had there was a study, there was a Harvard study in 19, uh, in sorry, in um. Uh, in 1993 or no uh sorry 2013 um where they sort of debunked the whole left brain right brain but it's it it, it's whether it's right or left or different it's really about different areas of the brain that light up for different activities so it's not it's not you know as symmetrical yeah sort of the metaphor but certainly different areas of the brain are, you know, light up for creativity and other areas of, you know, in sp- versus speech and, and other areas of thought. So I just, in case there's someone listening saying, these guys don't know what to talk about. <laughs> I read that study. We're not, we're not hard and fast on the right left thing. It's just a simple way to digest. Yeah. And I would deduce like every, just going through that process, the problems, like what I saw, what I came to is a conclusion that like everybody's right and left brain, no matter if you're, like you said, a mathematician, a scientist or, or, or like a dancer or something, right? Like you have to go through those processes to come up with those breakthroughs and, and it requires a level of creativity to do that. And that's, that's why it's just so important. Yeah. Right. I saw a friend of mine the other day is a finance guy. He's like, yeah, I love to like get high and get like creative with Excel. Yeah. Spreadsheets. Wow. Like, Whoa. Yeah, exactly. Like, I wish possible. I could do that. I was kind of envious. Wow. But it's like I, that brain does not work that way. I, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
I gotta admit, I do that a lot. Like I, 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 <laughs> I actually, I gotta admit, I do that. I, I, um, <laughs> I, I really like, I, I nerd out on that stuff because I, I do a lot of stuff, you know, for work occasionally that requires that type of, you know, like working with the spreadsheets or like and sell or whatnot. And, and, and the right strain don't like, I can't use like a, like I say in here, like a Bubba Kush or something like that, but I got like a Jack Herrera or something with penaline and a little bit of CBD to, to anchor me down a bit. Like that for me just <laughs> sets me off <clears throat> um, in a way that, is just like phenomenal. And, and I get so much work done when I do that. Um, for your purposes, last night with the journal, I actually used Sour Kush. That was my strain of choice. Uh, phenomenal for the purpose, actually. I'm very happy. Uh, I did it last night in the two nights, actually past three nights I did it. Um, but yeah, phenomenal both nights. But uh, yeah, no, it makes, it makes a lot of sense for me anyways, that you can really use it to do all that. Yeah. So as far as the right brain, left brain goes, um, I think definitely, you know, there's a lot of conversation there in regards to how we can view that um, and how a lot of people view that. But I, I think, you know, it's, I think just in short, when, like we said, we break into the creativity, a lot of people are, are right brain, left brain. Um, and we just got to see it that way in order to, you know, to, to see it. Um, so uh, I guess, Sean, uh, one of the things I wanted to ask you too, um, where can people find like the journal? Like where can they, uh, it's, it's just a, it's, it's an amazing journal. I just want to let everybody know because we have listeners that are very interested in this stuff. Um, you know, I want to let you tell them where they can go buy it and where they can follow you and all that good stuff. So, so it's the create, you know, Pilgrim soul creative thinking journal. You can, you know, it's on Amazon. Mm -hmm. uh, if you buy it on pilgrimsoul.com. There's a link at the top of the, of the uh, page um, you know, to buy it. Uh, e then it comes with like, you know, sticker, postcard, and some other accoutrement. So, um, and it comes from me personally with love. Um, <laughs> so either, either or place, wherever, wherever you like. Um, uh, and then also on pilgrimsoul.com, there's a bunch of content around creative thinking and um, just you know, different hacks on the way creativity works and cannabis and creativity and some interesting historical stuff about the influence like of cannabis on jazz and country music. Oh, interesting. Country singers who smoke weed for creativity and, um, and there's some research from MIT around creativity and creative thinking. There's a bunch of articles that just really help either amuse you or educate you to be more creative. Yeah. And, 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 um, I, I actually, yeah, I did check out that out and there's a lot of good information on there and social media or anything like that also, uh, that we can. Well, on, so we have Pilgrim soul creative on Instagram, uh, which is Pilgrim underscore, uh, soul underscore creative, which I probably would change that if I could do it all over again. The underscore <laughs> is so hard to get to. Um, <laughs> Yeah. And then my, I have another one, which is creativity on cannabis, where we just really feature, you know, classic. We have a, a very important potheads section on there where we feature just some of the most you know, amazing people who use cannabis from Carl Sagan to Maya Angelou to Steve Jobs to, you know, um, so and it's just Shakespeare. Shakespeare. I don't have Shakespeare yeah. on there yet, but yeah. Okay. Um, <laughs> They did find, you know, there was some research they found a bunch of his pipes supposedly that had you know traces of cannabis in them right so yeah. I, I mean why not you know right that's like wouldn't it make the most sense if we found that shakespeare was smoking pot yeah of course it would i i think um 
Yeah, and I wanted, yeah, I, I, um, I wanted to ask you too, Sean. We talk about uh, cannabis quite a bit today, obviously, as we do on all the shows. Uh, do you have a favorite strain yourself that you typically uh, lean towards, or? Yeah, I think my favorite is um, XJ13, which is a combination of Jack Herrera yes, and, and G13. G13. I love it. It's really G13 was the first time I ever really smoked like sticky green weed, and it. It just was a completely different experience than, you know, there was just like, there was a before and after and G13 was the the after. (laughs) And that's like a, that's, but so G13, is that the government made strain? Yeah, yeah, that was the, supposedly the government. I mean, that must be a myth because the government is known for having really bad weed. (laughs) Um, I I took a hit G13 on my, uh, right after, during my wedding at the reception and I was really high. And all of a sudden my brother gets up and grabs the mic and like starts the speech thing. And I'm like, Oh darn it. I, this is not a good time. And then I just had to go with it and get in the flow and I'm giving my speech and a shooting star goes across the sky and like breaks off into two. And like, Did I see that? Is that real? And it would have been a, I mean, it's an interesting metaphor. It would have better, be better if it like, came together as one. <laughs> one day, but I was like, uh, evidently other people saw it and we have it on video. So that, that was good. So you were, yeah. I was a little concerned with the G13. G13. Uh, so XJ13 is, um, I just can't come across it here in New York, but it is, I have before and it is by far one of my favorite strains that I, whenever I see it, I always grab it. Um, I, I love that strain. Durban yeah. Poison is popular out here. And these are like, you can get these in California. Durban Poison is popular and that's great. I, that's in my uh, creative imagination or creative focus blend actually. Jack, in the creative focus blend, I, I, I built this matrix and so you can swap out. I'll, I'll tell you the different ones for different, you know, different Do you have that in the journal? Are these in the journal or do you, did you write the journal. Oh, okay. I should actually probably just, I should do a story about it actually. Yeah. Um, but for creative focus, some of the blends I put together are, um, so I, I have a cannabis blend coming out um, in Q4 in California, and it's mixing three different strains together that are optimized for creativity and secondary and tertiary um, states of mind. So, but in the creative focus, it's Durban Poison, Jack Herrera, Sour Punch, um, Lemon Jack, XJ13, for creative imagination, uh, gelato, um, chem dog, Jack Herrera is also in there. Um, and then for um, creative uh, awareness, blue dream, uh, green crack, super lemon haze, or I, I can mix them together. Mm-hmm. Um, and then uh, for it was a lot easier to do creative reflection because that that's more of like a hybrid indica. Feels yeah. Blue Dream is popular with that. Train Wreck, Gorilla Glue, uh, Purple Punch, um, uh, also Tropic Thunder. I use in that. Uh, so those are, and I what I we did to come up with these blends. Is I work with this company called Abstracts Tech. That mm-hmm. is kind of one. They have uh, a bunch of different uh, PhDs in analytical analytical chemistry. And we, we looked at over 100 different strains that index high for creativity based on survey data. 
like mm. Leafly and other sources. Okay. We, we analyzed those. We did 3D models of them on their terpene and cannabinoid profiles. Mm. Then we, um, we, we indexed, you know, which terpenes, which cannabinoids index high for. So, you know, our creativity, but also focus or euphoria or other, you know, other states. And then we created these blends with these scientists. Um, and, you know, that's kind of where we are now. And they're really pretty amazing. It's a shame. Uh, it's a shame not everyone's not in California. I know. I, <laughs> I'm getting jealous just thinking about it. Yeah. Guys, these guys work with like the Jack Herrera family. They work with a guy named Josh D who invented OG. Yeah. Um, right. they work with Sherbinsky. They're really kind of the elitist guys in California. Oh, that's amazing. And, and, and uh, their terpenes, at, you know, they have a website, Abstracts Tech or Abstracts Labs. I've actually been getting, as far as terpenes go, I've been getting more into like herbals type stuff, like vaping herbs for the terpene, like like lavender and stuff, like just because they have the terpenes in it and I have a nice vaporizer. So um, it's cool when you play with the terpenes and the science behind like how they can all interact and make it shift in one direction or the other, exactly with what you talk about in the journal, the creative focus, imagination. It's like, you know, when you go through, uh, when, when I explain terpenes, to make it kind of simple, I, you know, lemonine is in a lot of cannabis and um, it's also in, you know, a lot of the things that are in the detergent aisle when you walk you know, down the detergent aisle at the supermarket. Mm-hmm. So when you, you know, when you walk down the detergent aisle and you smell that lemonine, you kind of get up, it, you know, it kind of lifts your head up a bit when you're going, yes. you know, in the supermarket. So, and that's kind of exactly what's happening with cannabis, the same, same, a very similar effect. And THC, you know, my, my thought of it is, yeah, you have the, the terpenes that are like doing that to you and they're kind of perking you up, but they're shifting you. But THC seems to be like what amplifies that effect, right? Yeah, for sure. Um, it's an yeah. awesome effect, yeah. Yeah, right. So, we can, so the product we have is a live resin product, which is, um, it's, you know, it's, it's, it's as, as, close as, as close to full spectrum as you can get with oils um, outside of a rosin product. So it's, it's just the extraction process allows for the other cannabinoids and terpenes to survive. And that's really important. I mean, nature did yeah. a pretty good job of, uh, of creating cannabis. And you want to try to replicate that as much as possible. Yeah, um, that, that's what I find. I, I find also just um, the, the closer I get, to to the replication of at having all the terpenes the cannabinoids flavonoids if you can have all that too um this the high is just what much more well-rounded and just nicer you know and 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 like you know um and what i mean i don't know i don't know if you ever experienced this but sometimes if if it doesn't have all that in it i almost get um like anxious like i would with coffee yeah. if i have bad coffee oh, right yeah you can definitely yeah. get paranoid if you just smoke like a really super high thc distillate yeah yeah and yeah. they, 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 there was, there were issues where they were, you know, THC was, you know, the government scientists were just stripping out the THC and giving people THC pills because they knew the cannabis was working and it was a not the same experience. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that, yeah. And, and, and that's, I have no faith in like the, yeah, was it, well, I don't know, maybe I should, I, I don't know much about it, but the one-to-one uh, epidolol or something like that, I think is the FDA approved um where it's just an fda approved product but i just you know why not just take it from the plant if that's all you're doing anyways it just you know everything seems more synthetic and it's less effective afterwards once it is so yeah yeah um well well sean listen i i know we've been on for a bit now um 
And uh, I, I know we've, we've gone through a ton of jam-packed content. So I just, uh, I want to thank you again for, uh, for joining our show. I, I think our listeners are going to get so much out of everything that, that we went over today. Um, so I just want to go ahead uh, real quick, one more time. Where can we find you? The website, uh, if you want to just shout that out. Pilgrimsoul.com. Pilgrim which comes from a William Butler Yeats poem. Um, so pilgrimsoul.com. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, I really appreciate you having me on today. It was really cool. I mean, the goal of today with your audience was really just to get them, you know, to just awaken them to yeah. probably what they already know and just kind of make it like okay to experiment with their own creativity and, and sort of just dive in and limit judgment. You know, we, we normalize cannabis for physical use and we normalize it for like being creative in regards to like making music. Why not? Like my take has always been, and this is part of the reason why I had the show and why I'm so happy to have you on is why not normalize it for every other, to enhance every other part of your life. And and that's, that's everything that, you know, a lot of what we went over today and it's just so important, I think. Um, so thank you, Sean. I, I, I just, I really appreciate you being on the show. This has been really enriching for myself, for our audience members. Um, and, and uh, anybody out there that, that has uh, any questions, concerns, please feel free to, to go ahead and reach out. But make sure that you check out the website, uh, pilgrimsoul.com. And, and please um, grab yourself a journal because uh, these things are awesome. You will have an immediate, uh, you will see an immediate impact on your creativity and, and just your enjoyment for the rest of the night once you do use it, <laughs> I would say, um, or, or the day whenever you decide to. So I want to thank you all for coming back again on another awesome episode of the Cannabis Connoisseur Podcast with yours truly, Ryan Chavez, and my man over here, Jack Stone, and Sean Gold. Uh, we will see you all again here um, next week on another cool episode. Thank you for joining, and be well. Ryan, Jack, peace. Thank you. Thanks for listening to today's show. To check out more great cannabis podcasts, go to podconnects.com. Here's a preview of one of our other shows. Season one of Dope History is now available at dopehistory.com. Dope History weaves you through the lives of those who have been touched by cannabis or have had an influence on the events that shaped our laws or relationships with this plant. You'll hear tales from Frenchie Cannoli, Keith Strop, Eddie Lepp, Tom Alexander, Ed Rosenthal, Wolf Seagull, Jorge Cervantes, and Tommy Chong. Available now at DopeHistory.com.